This episode is brought to you by Kroger. Download Kroger's new app, Checklist, today. Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sain, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. It's Amira. Welcome back to the Brunch and Slay podcast. I am more than excited to be with you for another week. I want to thank all of you who are listening for the first time. I'm so grateful that you chose to spend your 30 minutes with me. And for those of you who listen every week, I thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you want to continue to support the Brunch and Slay movement, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay and find out all the options that are available to you. Now today, We have a show and a guest of a person who I think you guys are really going to enjoy. She's a woman, first of all, her smile and her energy makes her a person that you want to get to know. Her energy is just contagious. I've followed her on social media for a while. Uh, As we all know, you guys know I love to connect with people who I meet through social media. I'm so glad that it was created. I don't know where Brunch and Slay would be without it. But her energy is just contagious. She's a woman who has brains to match all that good positive energy she puts out in the world. And what she does is she helps people to own and create their own narrative and make an impact while doing so. So I want to welcome to the show, Nicole Walters. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Amira. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited that I, I got to say, you make me sound much fancier in my intro than I am in real life. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty, I regular, know. pretty regular, regular, but I receive it. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. You know what? We got to just, just own it, you know? Yes, yes. You never know how people perceive you is what, how you are. And I know I'm not the only person who told you that that smile is everything. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, then I perceive myself a size 10 today and not just an enthusiastic size 12. Amen. Amen. (laughs) First of all, you jumped in, but since you you hit it, uh, kudos to you on all your weight loss. You have been killing it. And I love that you're showing your before and after. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's been a journey. I mean, what's interesting is I think a lot of people get like kudos for losing weight like quickly, but it's been like a better part of a year, you know, and I've just been trucking along and just eating right and working out and making good choices and like portion control. So yeah, I'm taking the lifelong journey. Yeah. And I know it's not easy because I used to travel in another lifetime before I started Mm -hmm. brunch and slate. I traveled 85% of the time. That's right. So I know for you to be on the road and make that decision to actually go to the gym, that says everything. Right. And that's actually how I put on the weight was my rule used to be when I was working in corporate. Oh yeah. You know, when you're out in corporate, it's on the company time, girl, have that steak. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's like, let me at least get my extra in my bottom line that they're not putting my, my paycheck. You know, I'm getting dessert tonight, but it's like, now I'm like, wait a minute, you know, you're traveling all the time. Like in June, I was, you know, out working so much that I was only home for nine days. So you can only imagine what happens if you're on the road that much and you still have a mental policy that you can just eat whatever when you're away from home. And you better believe I put on anywhere between 
like 60 to 70 pounds. I was already a little bit heavy. So, um, you know, I've managed to get off 72 of that now. So man, and it's so easy. The thing is, you know, even if you are watching what you eat and you travel, Mm -hmm. you don't, you're not in that kitchen. You don't know what kind of fat they're putting in that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, butters and sugars, and then also cutting things, uh, things like coffee. Like I start becoming coffee dependent when I'm traveling because my hours are so weird, like Mm -hmm. my coastal and all that. So it's like in those situations, you're getting coffee with like two or three creamers before you know it, you're drinking and eating calories that you never even would have thought about. So yes. And I hate to be the calorie counter, but the same thing happened to me when I first got married. I was just newly promoted and I started traveling. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, not only was it love weight, like my bras wouldn't fit, nothing All was going. <laughs> All the things. And listen, here's the biggest issue with me and weight loss. Girl, I like me fat. So like, I don't have the normal triggers that people have. When I look in the mirror, I'm like, I'm still cute. Like at a size 18. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But like, I really am like, I don't see it the same way. I'm like, you know, I'm just bigger. It's what it is. But it got to the point where it was like, I couldn't ignore the physical part of it. Like my knees started hurting. Mm -hmm. I was heavier than I'd ever been in my life. So like my knees started hurting. And then I noticed I was just like sweatier, you know, like and getting on stage because I do a lot of speaking. So I'd get on these stages and the first couple of sentences I'm out of breath and I'm like wait a minute now like this isn't hot you know what I mean like what would Beyonce do you know what I mean like right now she is somewhere doing squats okay so I need to be on my game and um and I was like I gotta shed these pounds and you know kind of catch up with her in 2018 but then she went and did Coachella so it's like you know now I got to do extra. Hey, a girl's got a dream. <laughs> we got to have something out there that, that carrot has to constantly dangle. That's, you know, you right, that's right. But I love how transparent you are with it because those are all real deal things, you know? Oh, yeah. And people will look at you. I'm only 5'3". So for me, yeah. 10 pounds makes a huge difference in whether I can fit my clothes or not. Absolutely. I'm 5'4 and a half. And oh, like, so you feel me. Yeah. I feel it. And like yes. the other part was that when I um when you're traveling, oh my gosh, the reminders are everywhere. You get into that plane seat and you're like, boy, since when did it get so snug back here? You know what I mean? Like, boy, these seatbelts, who was sitting in this seat before me? There must have been a must have been a tiny person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because this is crazy. I'm like, I'm like, nope, it's extended to the last one. So it's all me. You know, like I yeah. mean, it yeah. just starts getting very real. And you're like, wait a second, you know, I need to get my life together and those are the things that you notice like when I when there's space on the chair I'm like yes come through you know like (laughs) you know no but I love how you share that number one it you didn't look for a quick fix I love that you took your time and that's something that and this is not even this is totally not where I decided this conversation was gonna go but I know I know because (laughs) you take your time and a lot of people say that for me I'm like you I want to eat well because for me, it was, it can't happen when I had my daughter. I was mm-hmm. 36 when I had her. And all of a sudden I started to realize, okay, girl, you got to be able to get down on this ground. Your bones are oh, popping. Yeah. What's going on? Like, that's not a good look. You don't want right. to be the old mom. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. No, but it's true. It's like that mindset of it doesn't have to come off fast, but it just needs to stay gone. Yeah. That's like where I was. So I was like, you know what? In the past, it was always got to lose it for a reunion. Got to lose it for Instagram because, you know, my ex, he needs to see that I'm excellent. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like my goals were all messed up, you know? So now it's like, no, I need to keep this weight off because, you know, trying to stay alive because God has a lot of purpose and impact and coins out there for me. And I want to be around to receive it. So change my best self. That's yes. Right. Yes. I received that for you as well. I love it. <laughs> no, I love it. And I loved how you dive right in. But yeah. So Nicole, in case you guys haven't picked up on it, number one, uh, she's a chatty Kathy like me. So she <laughs> <laughs> And she's a pivot queen. So a lot of you, you might not know who I'm talking about until you look at her photo. You saw it today. You'll see it when I post this interview. But, you know, she started out 
as being known to us as a woman in the natural hair industry, right? Yes. Like you yes. were out there killing it and talking about your, your journey. And, you know, she has an exuberant personality. So and while she was doing that, she was actually working in corporate America, killing it. You know, as you can see, she has one of those personalities that whatever she's going to do, she's going to figure it out and it's going to make it work for her. Thank you. So how did you go from, you know, natural hair to teaching women how to own it and monetize and, you know, live their dreams? Period. Sure, sure. No, that's a great question. No, I, um, the natural hair thing was something that honestly... I will say it didn't start off as wanting to start a business. And I think that any great business idea, anything that really is going to be profitable has to come with an intention to serve. And it has to be something connected to your heart and your best skills. And that was what happened for me. I was had been working in corporate America for 10 years. So that's like the biggest thing is that this wasn't a huge pivot. I do what I, what I do now I did in corporate America. I'm just doing it for different people. So I was monetizing multi-billion dollar corporations. I was responsible for growing the client portfolio from 2 million million to 200 million in a span of just three years. So, I mean, these are things that um, I was doing every single day, but on the side, cause you know, I'm African, you know, I had a side hustle. You know what I mean? Like, are you kidding me? It's like, you can pay me whatever you want to pay me in corporate money, but you know, I also have to keep my own money on the side. You know what I mean? Like I had to be ready. So it's like, I had my side hustle going and that was a natural hair thing where um, I first, I just wanted to cut my hair off. You know, I was like, I'm going to cut this off. I'm going to go natural. I'm going to see how it all plays out. And sure enough, I had some great baby hair. And so, you know, I was like, let me convert on this, you know, let me capitalize on this opportunity that God is blessing. Yeah. <laughs> flourishing edges, you know, let me bring them to the world. So I started uh, sharing that story online, like saying, hey, this is what works for me. This is what doesn't work. And coming from corporate, I also knew how to pitch. So I was like, let me leverage this. Let me talk to brands. Let me consult with them. Um, you know, some of the biggest brands out there are my first clients, you know, so I had an opportunity to work with them and say, hey, this is what's working. Here's how you can reach your audience better. And here's how you can do brand development in order or business and product development in order to really monetize yourself better. So in working with these brands and building these relationships, I saw that I could really carry what I was doing in a brick and mortar in-person way in corporate America to the digital world and, and expand my reach and be even more profitable. So um, it was a natural transition. So I quit my job in August of 2015 and uh, there's no looking back. That's really cool. Now, a lot of time, I hear you saying some things that I hear often, but you, you knew how to make them make sense because you were already doing it. Right. A lot of times people are constantly looking, they have these skills and the skill set. They're just not sure how to connect them to whatever that dream is uh, or how to really monetize it. So you are an income strategist. Can That's you kind of explain and break that down to people? What is that? Absolutely. So, so what that means is I do the very thing that you're talking about, the thing that comes naturally to me, I offer that same skill set to others. So I help people one sort out what their best business concept is. So uh, I have no qualms whatsoever about saying, Hey, that is not viable. And I don't say it in a dream buster way. I say it in a reality check sort of way, you know? So if you are the sister out there, who's like, listen, you don't understand my album's about to drop, but you can't carry a tune in a bucket. You know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that, you know, the jam that, that you make that is super pop and that everybody wants is the thing that we actually pursue. It doesn't mean that you can't have a record deal someday. It's just that we need to make money off your best skill until you can afford auto tune. You know what I mean? Like, like it's <laughs> or maybe you sell that song. Yeah. Or maybe you sell that song. You know what I mean? Like it's just about positioning people correctly. So the first thing I do is I help people sort that out. I, I help them attain the fiercest form of clarity while keeping profitability at the forefront. Um, after that, we, we actually do the work. It's about figuring out the best business plan. Now I love getting people all 
all set up with business foundations. So what I see a lot in both the internet space or in people who aren't really familiar with um, corporate structure or just, you know, proper business structure is they kind of have people just jumping in. They're like, go into social, just go into social media and just start creating content or just pop in here and just start, you know, selling your stuff at a farmer's market. But, you know, they're not talking about how you need to be established as an LLC, which is a limited liability company. You need to protect your assets. You need to open up a business banking account. I mean, there are foundational steps that need to occur in order for you to truly act like a business so you can get paid like one. Um, and in positioning yourself that way publicly, what happens is people see you as a business and they pay your rates. They, uh, clients come and flock to you because they, they know what they're going to get out of it because you're working with contracts and you're doing things professionally. So I help people with that part. And then I, and I help them scale after that. You know, if I'm able to take a corporation from 2 million to 200 million, I can definitely take an everyday entrepreneur from, you know, a couple hundred dollars to seven figures. And it's been my blessing to do that for several people in my community. And um, I'm excited to see where it all takes me. Uh, to the moon, I see to the moon. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now you definitely are a person who is not shy and is <laughs> bold and to say the least in your truth and have a little flair for the dramatic. So, so much so that Nicole actually quit her well-paying job coveted position live on periscope walk me through that moment and how that day went was that was it premeditated how did you tell me a little bit about that story yeah sure so i get a lot i get that question a lot like oh did you have this whole thing orchestrated was some people are even like was that even real did you really call your boss it's like yeah i know i really did so um what happened essentially was i'd been tracking my journey live online for maybe two or three months prior to that moment so i already knew that i wanted to engage in using live broadcasting as a teaching tool. And the reason why was because I saw a lot of people hosting webinars and I also, um, you know, had done really well on YouTube posting my content. And so I knew that video was right for me. I knew that that was the way I wanted to reach people, especially to share the knowledge that I was sort of taking from corporate boardrooms and giving to the everyday entrepreneur. But the problem is I'm not tech savvy. You know, I just am not one of those people who, um, enjoys figuring out all that back end stuff. And in corporate, I'm spoiled. I had a team that did that for me. So, uh, live streaming came along and it just, was easy for me. I could go live, people would show up, and I would tell them what they needed to know. Then they would then they would tell their friends, they'd come back in mass and they would say, tell me more. And um and it just it was working beautifully. I got to experience living in my purpose and building a place for me to go eventually. And that's what happened. After three months of doing this, I'd made, um, you know, well, within the first three weeks of doing it, I made about $11,000 in just offering people consultative advice and talking to them one-on-one -on -one here and there for just, in, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. And uh, people were coming back saying like, you don't understand how helpful this was. I want to work with you more. So, I mean, I had a waiting client list and I was sitting there saying to myself, you know what? I don't have a choice. I have to quit. I have people that are waiting for me. And, you know, the way it's looking, I'm probably going to make my entire year's salary before the end of the year. And I was a six-figure earner. So I, um, you know, was kind of like, hey, it's, it's that time. So in that actual moment, I said to everyone, I think I'm going to quit. I'm going to, I went to a hotel for three days um, after talking to my husband about it. And I said, you know, when I leave this hotel, I'm going to decide when I'm going to quit. I'm going to have an actual date. And, um, while I was at the hotel, I said, you know what, that date is now, you know, like after a lot of prayer and a lot of reflection, and a lot of, you know, planning. And I, I drafted out my entire first um, course, my wildly popular 1K One Day Academy. And after that was done, I said, you know what, um, this is happening now. I'm going to step all the way into my purpose. And, um, and that's what I did. I called up my boss with, um, well, first I went online and told everyone today's the day. And they were like, wow, that's amazing. And I said, so I'll be back 
after I, I call my boss and I'll let you know how I feel, but I'm going to do it. And everyone's like, can you just leave us on? And so it wasn't my idea. It was actually wow. the viewer's ideas. Yeah. And uh, so I was on my work phone, you know, if you're in corporate, you have two phones, you know, so I was on my work phone. So I used my personal phone to text my husband because, you know, he's an attorney. So I was like, Hey, um, people want me to stay on. Is this legal? You know, is this okay? Am I crazy? You know, what do you think? And, uh, he was like, you know, it's, what did he say? Chicago, where my boss was located is a two party state, meaning you needed both the parties consent. So they can listen to your side of the conversation, but they can't hear his side of the conversation. And I was like, it's, you know, it's totally fine. I can do that. I'll keep the phone away and make it happen. So all this stuff happened live on air. People were able to see it. And I uh, went ahead and called my boss up. He didn't answer right away. It was kind of one of those like, you know, moments where everyone's hearts, you know, like, is he going to answer? Is he going to answer? And, um, and the viewer tick just kept going up and up and up. And, you know, 10,000 people were on live before the system wow. kind of maxed out. And, um, and then my boss answered and I went ahead and I uh, told him, you know, very plainly, I said, uh, you know, I've decided to promote myself to my purpose. And, um, you know, this job isn't all that I am. And I know that I've got more to offer to the world. And so um, effective immediately, you know, I'm resigning. And in that moment, it was uh, interesting to see just a flood of reaction. Some people are like, this girl's crazy. Who leaves, <laughs> you know, who leaves a six-figure job with benefits? You know, like who does that? And um, other people were like, you know, this is amazing. Some people, were like, the vast majority were like, this is inspiring. And, um, and I think for me, I was just really grateful that he didn't say good riddance, you know, because <laughs> like, I don't know how I'd react to that, you know, but, uh, you know, my boss definitely was like, you know, if you found something that you love and you're getting paid to do it, like, what are you doing here? And the mm -hmm. minute that he said that, I just burst into tears because he didn't say getting paid a lot. He didn't say, he didn't say, you know, making, you know, replacing your salary. He didn't say having a wild fan base. He said, if you found something that you've loved and you found a way to get paid for it, what are you doing here? And it was so simple. And it was something that I just, I, I'd been mulling back and forth. You know, I need to have this laundry list of reasons to, to give myself one year after giving corporate so many years. And um, finally he just, you know, he boiled it down to one sentence and I felt so good about it. it was, there were tears of relief, you know? And mm -hmm. it was like that final divine confirmation, you know, that it was needed to happen. And, um, and that was it. I, I quit my job and I haven't looked back since. I burned that bridge down and I, I'm never going back over it. So well, that's my kind of girl. You're I love it. Kind of <laughs> no, because, you. you know, what I like the most and people who listen to this show, you hear me say it all the time, get quiet. Mm -hmm. Make that time for yourself, whatever that is. No one's, Nicole's not saying you, you need to go get a hotel room and do this oh, and just yeah, looking no. for a reason either. She had, she knew that she could do it. Number one, her personality told her that she was going to find a way to make that money. <laughs> right. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I adopted three kids, girl. Yeah. I would be working at Target. I'd be, I'm African too. I'll dig ditches. <laughs> I will be like out here spreading mulch. It is spring. Okay, listen, yeah. I will do what is necessary. I'm going to yes. pay my so. Yeah, and if you don't have, and I'll be, I want to be clear with this disclaimer. If you know good and well, you're already struggling just to even ask people to sign on to your Instagram account and follow you, let alone close a deal. Don't go jumping off and quitting your job. That's this right. Make not for the faint at heart. This is for Absolutely. people who know that they know that they know. Oh, and, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can we pause on that for a minute, okay? Because, yes, like... There is so much entrepreneur shame going on out there where people are like, if you are not pursuing entrepreneur life, like, what are you doing? If you aren't out there quitting your nine to five, you are crazy. And it's like, you know what? That is not true. Like, you need to build a place to go if indeed you need to go. I am all for the side hustle. I am all for making sure that you have 
income coming in from different places so that you don't feel reliant on any particular place. Because if you do that, then what's great is when you're at work, you're better because you don't feel as reliant and the, the pressure, you know that your vacation is paid for, your bills are paid for, you're living debt free because you also in your free time braid your girl's hair and, and it makes you a well-rounded person. But no, I mean, I want to say that outright just because that's the way that I went out and that's what made sense for me and I'm wildly successful because of it. It doesn't mean that that is what's right for everyone. Success has its own individual definition and no entrepreneur out there should be making you feel bad that you haven't decided to hang up your hat and leave corporate America. You may be thriving in your best place. I agree. I agree. And entrepreneurship is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. You know, I can't tell you how many folks will say, well, it's easy for you to ask or even just reaching out to Nicole. She could have right. ignored my email. Sure. Yeah, right. No, I, I, I get on average between 150 and 250 emails a day. So, um, so absolutely. It's just what comes in and then, you know, what you want to pursue. So you're absolutely right, but you got to ask, you know what I mean? And if people ask, uh, that's the first step to getting a yes. You know? Yeah. And you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's right. I mean, there's so many nuggets and I'm not trying to just toot your horn because number one, this is my vibe. This is the space of the Brunch and Slay life. More Brunch and Slay after this. Guys, if you know nothing else about me, you should definitely know that I am the queen of multitasking. Seriously. If there's a way to have a shortcut and I still get everything I need done, I'm all for it, which is why I am over the moon excited about Kroger's new app, Checklist. You can log into your app store and download it. Trust me, you'll be so glad you did. Not only can I use it to find things in the store, I can actually order everything I need and do a drive-by without having to get out. And you know this season and Houston and how rainy it is, so I don't even have to get out of my car. And I just found out that pretty soon, I won't even have to do that much. I'll just be able to answer my door and have all of my groceries from Kroger, everything that I love, like all my Simple Truth brands, my private select. I'll even get things on what's on sale for the week and even recipes and suggestions on what to cook for dinner. Can you say hashtag winning? So do yourself a favor, go to your app store, download checklists, and you can thank me later. And again, Thanks to Kroger for being so innovative and for making this girl's life that much easier. And now back to Brunch and Slay. You right. saw what you wanted, you went after it, you got it, you're killing it. And not only are you killing it, but you are showing others how to do the same. And that's my kind of Brunch and Slay woman. I so, love it. thank you. Yeah, and, and, and my thing is, find what works for you, get quiet, marinate on it. Not, not just quiet for a day, marinate on it. And be, when you know, you'll know without a doubt. You'll know without a doubt it's the right time or place, whatever that is. It is. This doesn't even have to be entrepreneurship. It could be finally leaving that bad relationship. That's right. It could be committing to that good, healthy eating like we just talked about. You yep. know when you're ready. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing is, knowing when you're ready does, isn't the same thing as feeling like you're ready. So like, mm -hmm. I, I knew that I was ready to try something new. I knew that I was ready to take a chance on myself. I knew that I was ready to see this thing through and where it would go. Did I know it would work? Absolutely not. Did I know, you know, what type of results I would come in? Absolutely not. I can even give you like a short example of that is I, and I quit thinking I would make the equivalent of my six figure salary at the time I was making in the like one twenties. Like I thought that's what I would make before the end of the year. I quit in August and I expected by January that that's what I would make. By January, I'd made the better part of a million dollars. And, um, I got slammed in taxes because I wasn't, my LLC wasn't even an S corp. I mean, there were so many things mm -hmm. that I did not expect to bring in that volume of revenue. And, um, 
because I did not know, you know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. you could only think, only be so ready for something. So, I mean, that was an example of it being far more than I ever imagined. What God had for me was bigger than I could have imagined. However, Amen. you know, however, you know, it could go the other way too, right? You know, like if you're saying to yourself, I don't know if I'm ready, you know, if you know that you're ready to hustle no matter what, if you know that you're ready to commit to yourself no matter what, then no matter how it plays out, you're more ready. You're ready to go. You're ready to, to see. Oh, yeah. Give yourself and, a shot. Yeah. And don't beat yourself up if you don't have that uh, zero to even 5,000. Sometimes you there's lessons even in entrepreneurship. Absolutely. There's lessons along that weight loss journey. There's minor setbacks, but you know what? It 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 sharpens your tools. It gets you ready. You were just adding things to that toolbox so that when it's time to reflect, you'll know why. Because I guarantee you, Nicole can see why she worked at that company and helped those folks go from 2 million oh, to yeah. 200 in oh, such yeah. a short amount of time because you're, you mentally wouldn't even been able to accept what you've accomplished if you hadn't had that experience. First oh, absolutely. And I still struggle with it. I mean, I grew up really, really, really poor. I'm the daughter of two African immigrants. My dad was a cab driver his entire life over 40 years. And my mom was a secretary. So I slept on the couch until I was 12. I remember waking up and having roaches crawling on me. I was broke. You know what I mean? So I remember what it was like and I am still acclimating and adjusting to what God had for me because I still say to myself, like, you know, why me? Like, thank you for choosing me to live this life, you know, and all I can do is use this or this opportunity and platform to glorify him in everything that I do, because I can't believe that this is more than I ever could have imagined. So I don't, I mean, even though I was in corporate, I don't know if I'll ever, and I pray that I don't ever acclimate. I always want God to surprise me. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, that, I love that. Like, I'm yes. here for it. You know, I'm here yeah. for it. The yeah. only thing about that is what the foundation of, you know, going to being in corporate was like another education. You know, it was an opportunity for me to treat that as my entrepreneurial training ground. And I use those skills every day. If I'm bold enough to walk into the offices of PepsiCo and deliver a, you know, a, a presentation to a boardroom of men who look like Colonel Sanders, you better believe that I'm not afraid to like get onto, you know, live streaming and, and, you know, offer my services to the humble soccer mom who's out there just trying to sell her quilts at the farmer's market. Like she deserves it. Like I'm as passionate as she is, you know? So, so it's, um, it, it was definitely a training ground. And I think that oftentimes we are so quick to get out of that world that we forget that, you know, one year, one more year, or two more years might teach us a little more about pitching or getting into a different division, or maybe it's about a lateral move. If you're talking about getting in a marketing girl, use their resources to learn how to use Photoshop before you have to pay for it yourself. You know what I mean? There's opportunity there. So yeah, it's, um, we're so quick to like poo poo it and say, be like, get out of here. Shame on you. Be embarrassed. But the truth is, uh, wherever you are right now, it's exactly where you need to be to prepare yourself for the next step in the journey. Yes, ma'am. Now you mentioned uh, several things. Now we know that you're a mom yes. and you are a wife and you are a go, go gadget woman. So you are <laughs> always on the go. Yes. Um, so I want to touch on this because I don't know if you followed up to it a few, sometime was it last year, this time last year when you had the video, that oh, yeah, went viral yeah. of yes. the, the fancy mom yes. uh, on the bus stop. I have to know, were there any repercussions to that? Like that she was oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny because uh, no one's asked me that question yet. I've only had that question live on stage. No one's asked me in a podcast. So um, I did not do a follow-up video, but I will, I will go ahead and disclose here, um, especially because we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving. Uh, we're moving to Atlanta. So we're moving out. We're moving out of Maryland and out of this subdivision, this uh, fancy, fancy subdivision. I'm just I'm not cool enough. I, I don't know what to tell you, Mira. I'm not, I'm not hip anymore. But um, but yeah, no, there were. Uh, I had a viral video where um, 
you know, I was talking, it was self-deprecating humor where I was just talking about how I don't fit in, you know, like I grew up so broke, like, I don't know what these women are doing with their Lululemon and their tennis clothes and, you know, coming out to the bus stop and having their like pretend conversations, you know, and it's just, I just don't fit in in that way because I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very regular. Like I don't even put on my bra in the morning and these women are out here with lashes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not like, I'm like, y'all are showing off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what is this? You got bras on and like coffee and mugs. Like I would trip and be a whole situation, you know? So, I mean, I, I shared that feeling online, you know, as my, um, as you know, my kid was going out to the bus and my kindergartner and, uh, Needless to say, people in the neighborhood weren't as receptive, you know, to, to the humorous notion that, that maybe it's all kind of funny and pretend, you know, and mm -hmm. I, it's, it's interesting because I know everybody's playing pretend, but I guess we're just not allowed to talk about it. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, that sort of you thing. Did get the memo? No. I didn't get yeah. the memo. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I just, I just keeping it too real over here. So, um, in any case, yeah, the repercussion wise, I, uh, after the video went viral, which I did not anticipate, I went ahead and went over to my neighbor to just kind of like make nice, you know, just to kind of say, hey, you know, I hope that you have a great sense of humor about this. And even better, you know, we could probably do a follow-up video to this that would also go viral and like, you know, would be really good for you and you could probably monetize it. You know, I mean, there were just opportunities there um, that she, you know, <clears throat> wasn't receptive to. <laughs> but I went over there with flowers and, you know, um, my biggest, you know, puppy dog face and she, uh, when I was crossing the cul-de-sac, I saw her kind of run across, see me coming and like run across to her bed. It was like a Desperate Housewives episode, and, like ran across into her bedroom. And then her husband came to the door and her husband's like six, five. And I, um, you know, I'm like, I mentioned five, four and like, you know, now I'm pretty tiny, you know, I wasn't so tiny then, but you know, I had some stature to me, but <laughs> you know, I was like into the door and you know, I'm kind of like, Hey, you know, I have these, I'm holding these flowers in a Mason jar and I'm like, Hey, you know, here, I'm so, you know, I just wanted to talk to you guys about everything. Just kind of put things in a context and just, you know, cause I know that you're not familiar with this world. So I just want to kind of walk you through what's happening here. Cause I do this for a living. So you can understand like, you know, it'll all be over in like three days, you know what I mean? But like, just, and nobody knows who you are and you're not identified and you know, right but I just want to talk to you about it so that you know just hear you out to see if you know how you're feeling and he's like who the f do you think you are oh oh yeah I mean like it got to the point where my husband actually came outside of our house you know and was like you know I'm going to call this a rap you know what I mean like because it, he was just I, I mean I was totally quiet I just stood there and took it you know because um I recognize that people don't people's response people people respond the way they best know how based on, on their experiences and what their parents and their life has equipped them, you know? And, um, unfortunately in this situation, he was ill-equipped to handle his emotions. Um, and I understand that, you know, I understand that happens. And so, so awesome. well, no, it's just, it's true. I mean, I understand. It's like, thank you, but no, I mean, it's true. We all do the best we can with the tools we have. And, um, you know, his, his tool chest wasn't, you know, fully stocked that day. And so all I could do was give him that space to express that. And if that's what he needed in order to, um, move forward or feel better or make his wife feel better, you know, like, uh, that's fine. Like it doesn't, you know, my family still loves me. My God still loves me. Um, you know, I made a ton of money off of that video and that experience. And it was great for my business. I unified tons of mothers who all collectively got together and said, I feel the same way. Thank you, you know, for, for not making me feel crazy for wearing the clothes from the bathroom floor the day before to take my kid to the bus stop, because that's all I've got, you know, and, and the greater good was served. And, um, and all Ultimately, you know, I, I let them know, like, you know, there's no ill intent and if there's anything I can do. And um, 
you know, and I was subject to like, you know, hateful phone calls, nasty messages from just people in the neighborhood. It was really icky. Um, and the saddest part for me was that I thought when I was using my self-deprecating humor and kind of laughing about all of it, I thought that the, you know, obviously these are really sweet people and they do a great job looking great in the morning. That was my perspective. You know, like how are these awesome people put like, kind of like how we know Beyonce has problems. Right. But like, man, she's amazing. How right. does she do it? You know what I mean? Like that was the perspective of the video was like, how are these people doing it? I am a disaster. They are both thin, well made up. They've got makeup. Like, how are they doing it? Cause like, I can barely shower. I shower on Fridays. You know what I mean? Like I can't keep it together. You know what I mean? And like, that was the whole tone of the video. And like, you know, nine, 99% of the world got it. And boy, was it a disappointment just to my spirit when these people reflected behaviors that were like not as high, high regard as I was holding them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was like, Man. I get it. And, you know, and, like, I, and I hear you. I think it, yeah. the thing is, it was funny. It was funny. And if you can't <laughs> laugh at yourself, it was right. funny. And right. it's not like you said, you didn't single anyone out. And so I say yeah, it's also because you have definitely. I know that they had to have stung to have your name. Yeah, feel that it way. did. It did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and, a character. It. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. A character. It's just like when I make fun of my parents, and I'm like, you know, my my parents, like, I'll do their accent. I'm like, oh, you know, my daughter, you have to understand the TVR <laughs> is the most important thing in your life. You only record <laughs> soccer, and you only record sixty minutes. These are the things that will improve your life. You know, like when I say stuff like that, I'm not making fun of all Africans everywhere. This is legit, my dad. You it know what I mean? Like, it's just my life. And, um, and if, gosh, if you can't laugh at it, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, how are we going to get ahead? How are we going to break down the walls to have honest conversation about our flaws and inadequacies that'll allow us to lift each other up in our weak moments. And, um, and I just saw a really huge missed opportunity there. And that just, that part made me sad, but, um, but otherwise, I mean, it was like an amazing experience. And again, like for every one tennis mom that I lost, you know, I got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of everyday moms who were just like me, who were like, yes, me too. You know, raising yes, yeah. I'm a functional hot mess. Funny. That's and right. It was funny. And, and that's unfortunate. I, and I'm laughing because I'm, you can't see me and I'm giving side eyes as soon as you say, whenever someone says, who do you think you are? That says so much to me. Yes, um, so yeah, yeah, it says it all. Okay, so now... I had to ask about that because that cracked me up. And you got another video, but we're running. I don't want to hold you hostage. No worries, uh, no worries. When your okay. daughter went off to school and didn't call you. And yes, yes. My goodness, I laughed so oh hard. My gosh, oh my gosh, I'm glad that you thought it was funny. That was more of a mixed bag. I mean, a lot of, I would say it was probably. I would say like 80, 20 or 70, 30, you know, with people overwhelmingly saying like, yeah, go get her. You know what I mean? Like that's your kid. Keep an eye out on her, you know? And, um, you know, my parents were active and involved too. And then the other side saying like, you're overprotective. It's nuts. You know, like, what are you doing? And uh, what's interesting is I don't think a lot of people knew the story that, you know, we adopted our girls from foster care four years ago and our eldest one, you know, we've only had for a few years and she came from a background where she was raising her other two sisters. So she's used to being the adult. She's mm -hmm. used to um, being an adult when she wasn't an adult, you know? So um, for her out of sight equals out of mind. And we want her, we want her to know, and we've always wanted her to know that like you have people now, we see you, we love you. And thus you are, you know, accountable and responsible to something more than just yourself or the dollar or the moment, you know, you're accountable to, um, to God, you're accountable to your family and the way that you represent yourself, the decisions you make, somebody cares about 
that result, you know, and, and that's really necessary for people to understand because it dictates how they behave. It, mm -hmm. di it dictates the choices they make and we want her to make positive choices. So when she went to college and disappeared for three days, when it was clearly communicated that this is your first week, you know, just touch base with us so that we know that you are establishing the habits that we know you need to have to be successful, that you're following the routine that we know you need to have to be successful. Cause she's a 4.0 student when we dropped her off. So and she came to us with D's and F's, you know, mm -hmm. so it was a lot of work during that right. time frame. So we know what, she, you know, our daughter needed. And uh, when she just completely disappeared and then we started seeing like pizza orders on the debit card, and, <laughs> you know, getting, getting text messages at 2 a.m. Like, oh yeah, I meant to talk to you. You know, we were just kind of like, oh, we see where this is going. We need to it's kind of like when, um, you know, when, when everyone gets together, we talk about how we've only ever had like two real whoopings in our life. Mm -hmm. But after that, our mom could stop us with a look across the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was kind of like that where we had to go down there and just kind of snatch her up and be like, hey, you know, you think things have changed, but they have not. We are still here and we still love you. And at the drop of a hat, we love you so much that we will show up because yes. that's if we, we worry about you and we love you. And she got it. Also, she knows that like I'm she knows I'm dramatic. You know what I mean? She knows that it's going to come with flair. You know what I mean? I mean, the whole time, what people didn't see off camera was we arrived and uh, we had a long talk with her, you know, like a real sit down, like family talk. But then when we left, that was when I did the whole, now that I know my daughter's alive, I'm gonna hit the wall. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like that yeah. sort of thing. And so I just had, I hit the wall after that. And it was, um, and I filmed it just kind of playfully checking in with the internet aunties, which are all the people who've been following our journey from the moment we started mentoring the girls through the finalized adoption. So, I mean, there were only maybe, I'd say a hundred people kind of watching that broadcast when it happened live, because these are people who'd followed the journey kind of, you know, casually through the years. So I was like, yeah, she's in college now and just updating you guys on how she's doing. This girl is trying to kill me. You know what I mean? Like it was like that. And, um, little did I know it. I mean, it went viral. It had like 5 million views in a week. And I just, and you know, going on to like 15 and so on and so forth. And, um, with a lot of people saying like, you're a helicopter parent, she's 18, let her go. Oh, and you yeah. know, that sort of thing. And, you know, and honestly mixed reviews, different strokes for different folks, maybe other people's children, you know, are okay, you know, going off at 18 and never being heard from again. But for, for, our child that just wasn't the option and um we're happy to say like we're moving you know she's pulling in great grades right now and she is uh, she had bumps in the beginning nothing's perfect we had to smooth it out you know she adjusted and acclimated and she's coming with us when we moved to atlanta because she was like i'm homesick i love you guys and i want to be around i just got a family and i want to be there mm -hmm. so she's you know when we moved to atlanta she's going to stay home and go to school locally because that's what she she decided she wanted to do my middle daughter's different she's probably going to move to paris when she graduates i'll never <laughs> see her again which is like you know that's her character and she's fine but, um, you know, it's just families are different. And uh, it was cool to show a little glimmer of how we run ours with laughter, humor, heart and, um, you know, and attention. So. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. I yeah. just thought it, it just tickled me because it just reminded me sometimes people forget. And, I, and what I like about it is how you have this empire that you've created, but we still get to see this lady who says, you know, I'm going to put up flyers and oh, yeah, people, I will I'll, I'll buy them up. a pizza if, if they see you getting out alive. Oh, yeah. That right there just yes. won my heart. Oh, yes. Like, I mean, like, and that's the thing that I think people forget is like, listen, like, what else do I have if it's not my family? You know, like my family and God are everything to me. So it's like all this stuff that I, the business, the money, helping people, the how, like whatever, you know, this, these are all things I used to, I didn't, used to never have any of this. It's the people within that matter to me and it's the people I impact that matter to me. So if my kids need something, I would shut down this podcast right now and I'd be like, hey, you're gonna have to edit the heck out of this one because I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my, my yeah. babies come first, you know, yeah. and uh, people should know where I stand that I answer to something higher and, um, and hopefully they do too. Yeah, yeah. So you have something called Fierce Clarity. 
Oh, I do. Yes. <laughs> I got to know more about it. And I want you to share it with the audience. Sure, sure. So Fierce Clarity is easily my, um, my favorite thing that I've ever created. So 1K One Day is the product. 1K One Day Academy is the one that people go through this, you know, educational course experience. They get to work with me. They work with uh, within this tight knit community. We call ourselves rich friends because we're rich in purpose, rich in mission, rich in impact. And, um, and we're working on getting rich in bank accounts, you know, and so, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so, uh, you know, 1K1 is the thing that I'm known for, right? It's the thing that's really transformed people's lives. However, uh, Fierce Clarity is the thing where I really help people break through, where people, um, before they come to 1K1, they are able to go through an experience where they can say, what is my best business idea? Why haven't I pursued this? Why is my motivation set up where I get really jazzed about something and then I drop the ball? And they get to answer pretty quickly. I mean, this the entire experience you can finish within two hours, but they, they get to answer pretty quickly, you know, what are the attributes I need to have? And how can I apply them so that I'm able to really give this thing a go, you know, once and for all. And I, I share personal stories, you know, as I walk them through this experience. So if anyone wants to know more about that, they can find out more at myfierceclarity.com. That's myfierceclarity.com. And because they're your special listeners, if they use the promo code Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, they will get a substantial opportunity to join at a very, very big incentive. All right. Yes. Okay. So I have to ask this in the spirit of brunch and slay. Yes. You can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive, this Saturday. Who are you brunching with? Yeah. So I know everybody says Oprah. Um, Oprah definitely would be would be a big one. Um, just because of some of the things I want to do in my business that I'd want to ask her about. Um, who else would I like to brunch with? Um, this Saturday probably my kids. I'm going to be traveling. Um, so, I mean, if I, if I really could brunch with anyone, it would be my kids. I would really like to be home. I'm, I'm going to be in Atlanta this Saturday because I'm prepping. We, we close in our house in March and we move in July, but I'm getting it like, you know, designers and contractors in there. So it'll be ready to roll. And, um, and I really would just rather be home, you know, <laughs> like I'd really like, I'm going to do work and I love my family. Like I don't just love them. I like them. And, um, you <laughs> know, is which is, difference. there's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> you know, and I actually really like them. And I, um, so if I could brunch with anyone this Saturday, it would be my babies yeah. and my husband. Yeah. So what area in your life are you currently slaying? Whew, um, media and press. I think I'm doing really well. Like I'm getting a lot of visibility. Um, I, I wish I knew what to do with it besides be a hot mess. But <laughs> I think you're not a hot mess. I think it's okay. Officially, you can say you're not a hot mess. <laughs> I appreciate that. I would like to go viral, not in my bonnet. Can I get, can I go viral when my wig is slayed and my makeup feet, you know, like please one time. So there's that. <laughs> oh man. So where can people follow you? How, uh, where, what other platforms? I know you have tons of uh, sure. places they can follow you. Where, what's the, which ones do you want them to follow? Sure. The best place to go if you want to learn more about me, uh, product offerings, Fierce Clarity, 1K One Day, or just get in touch is NicoleWalters.tv. So thank you, Nicole, for sharing this evening with me, for sharing your laughter and your energy with the Brunch and Slay tribe. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to chat with me. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Amira. All right. Now, guys, if you enjoyed this show, which I'm sure you did, and you got your giggles ready, and that, make sure you check the show notes. I'm going to make sure I put notes on where you can follow Nicole and everything she has coming up. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you write a review. Uh, make sure you subscribe and make sure you share. I don't ask much of you, but I do ask that. So until next time, I'm Amira, and this is Brunch and Slay.